Hey guys and gals, it's uh, Kevin from I Do Be Photo Safaris, and today on our podcast, we're going to do something a little bit different. We are going to let you listen to some of the tribal sounds that we get to enjoy here in Africa. I think you'll enjoy this. We're actually in South Africa right now. We're at a cultural center, and we're just going to let the podcast continue on with a recording of some of the different drum beats and some of the different sounds and I hope y'all really enjoy it and I look forward to talking to you soon. Scottish kilts. Somebody will ask, why Scottish kilts in Southern Africa? 
Many years ago, 1877, when we had some tribal wars here in Africa, Paddy's they had a war against the British Army. You know, British Empire teamed up together with the Scottish Highlanders. They put the Scottish men in front, dressed in kilts, English behind, in long trousers, carrying big guns. So when the Paddy's they were approaching, carrying their spears, getting closer to the enemy, Chief of the Paddies, when he saw the Scottish men in front approaching, dressed in kids, he thought those were beautiful ladies in front. Then shouted to his warriors and said, Please, please, don't kill all those beautiful ladies in front. Just attack only the men behind. What Paddies didn't know, that was a trick. So Paddies, they were tricked. They refused to fight what they thought it was an army of beautiful ladies in front. By so doing, they lost the battle, lost many people on that day. Even though Paddy's, uh, they were tricked, the chief was right. Because remember, no man is allowed to raise a hand or a weapon against the ladies. So that's how they lost the battle. That's how they came to wear the Scottish kilts, even today, here in the south. After the Paddy's, I'll be taking you to Eastern Cape. Can you say, Amma Osa? Oh, can you say Um Alawan? Tongue clicking tribe, Mr. Mandela's table. Those are the enter inside, giving you their dance. We call it a Uno Kwaja. Uno Kwaja is a rabbit dance. After the Kosa people, I'll be taking you to another small and independent country inside South Africa. Do you know Swaziland? Swaziland, yes, Swazi people. Swazi people, Swazi land, sons and daughters of the great king, King Sopuza, King Sopuza of the Swatis. He's a man who ruled for more than 60 years, but now he no petty dance. Kosha!
So hey guys, you've just had that amazing opportunity to listen to these just stunningly beautiful and friendly, wonderful people. They've been dancing, they've been singing, and I'm here with a Zulu elder. I've known this gentleman now for, gosh, must be nine or 10 years. You know, when we come to South Africa, we come always come here to visit and these wonderful people will dance and sing for everyone that is here. And let's just have a, a little talk with him so you can learn a little bit about what he's all about. Again, he's a Zulu elder, a fine, fine gentleman. So tell me, pronounce your name for me. Mm -hmm. My name is Temba Ndovu. Temba, uh, it's a Zulu name that means trust or hope. And uh, Ndovu, my surname, uh, means an elephant. So Temba Ndovu. So trust and hope, el an elephant. An elephant. Man, trust and hope, an elephant. So amazing. And that is like such a beautiful name. I have to tell you, I mm -hmm. love your name. It is, it is. So, so how did you come about getting that name? Uh, my grandfather, when I asked him, my father, how did I get that name? My grandfather is the one who gave me that name. So it's like he, he hoped and trusted that this young boy who just, uh, just uh, the young boy that is just growing up, he trusted that he's going to be like uh, the head of the family. I see. So that's why he gave me that name that he is trusting that I'm going to be like the head of the family when I grow up. Well, so, and strong like an elephant. Strong like an elephant, like my surname. Yeah. Same as my surname. You know, I've watched you when you sing. I've watched you when you dance. Mm. I've watched you when you've taken my guests around to the around. village and mm -hmm. taught them things. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you, I definitely see in the in your personality and the way you are, mm. that you are strong like an elephant. Strong like an elephant. Yes. Strong like an elephant eating in tree every day, getting stronger and stronger. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and you dance well. In the dances. Yeah, the dances, you know, why we do these dances and how we dance so strong is because we started dancing from a small age, growing up at an age of three, four, five years, growing up in the villages. You will be watching the elders dancing because each and every ceremony that happens in the villages, all the little ones will be there watching. So as we grow up, we will be learning, learning. As we grow up now, we are now elders. We take that knowledge that we were learning from a small age. We bring it, we put more energy on it. This is how we do it. And you keep that going through your generations. Through generation to generation. So as we learned when we were growing up, now, same applies. Once we've got kids, it's more important to teach our kids more about our customs so that they won't get lost. The customs will continue generations to generations. Yes, and that is something to be so proud of. It is. You know, um, that's one thing that I see here mm -hmm. a lot of is how important it is to you mm -hmm. to make sure that the children are continuing on with all of your traditions. It is, it is more yes. important. It is more important so that the kids, they know where they came from. Yes. Some, not all of the kids, because some of the kids, they are now moving out of the village, coming to relocate in the city. Right. Now they adopt city life. But the most important thing, whenever they think of going back to the village, they must know all those customs, because back in the villages, families are still there. They are still doing all the customs. 
but it's more important for the kids to know more about the customs. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Now, I know you're a Zulu, mm -hmm. and I know Zulu is a proud, <clears throat> proud nation. Mm -hmm. I know that, uh, that of course, Shaka Zulu. King Shaka Zulu, yeah. yes. Yes. Do you know if you have any bloodlines with him? Ah, my neighbors. My yeah. neighbors, they've got a bloodline with Shaka Zulu, but they are saying, oh, the Zulus, we were all from KwaZulu Natal, which is we had King Shaka Zulu. So we guess everybody in the Zulu kingdom has got a bloodline with uh, King Shaka Zulu. Yes. That's why you see all the Zulu men are stronger like Shaka Zulu. Mm. Now, I think is there uh, in South Africa, South the country Africa. of South Africa, there's mm. like 11 different tribes or? 11 different tribes, official tribes, yeah. Can you name a couple of them for me? Mm. I think we've got... Uh, uh, Zulu, we've got Xhosa, we've got Pedi, we've got Tswana, we've got Shangani, we've got Venda, uh, we've got Tsonga, we've got the Khoisans, we've got the Balobedi, yeah, yeah, nine, the other two. Mm, but I think uh, I think those those are the most important ones. The other two. Yeah. <laughs> You, you can't remember those right I can't now, but that you know too. it's it's so it's hard because there's so many of them and they many all speak a them. different language. Everybody speaks different languages. Yeah. Yeah. Different customs, different traditions, different type of food. Yes, uh, the attire is different. Uh, everything differs. So, like me, my father from the Zulu Kingdom, my mother from Eastern Cape, Osa, the ones that does the clickings. So I'm a mixture of half Tosa and the half Zulu. I got you. Mm -hmm. Now, if you were to say to me, like, in Zulu, like, mm -hmm. something simple, like, uh, good morning, how are you? Mm -hmm. Can you say that? Saubona unjani. Saubona unjani. So, saubona unjani. You respond back by saying, yebo ngiyapila. Yebo hirapila. Ngiyapila. Okay, let's start. Saubona unjani. Heya hiopina. Giapila. That's you. I'm fine. Hello. Good morning. Yeah, I'm doing fine. Now, your family? Do they come from a line of like? Do they? Did they hunt for food? Did they grow crops? What? How did that happen? Uh now we're no longer hunting, but uh, my grandfathers. The thing of the hunting, it ended by the time of my grandfathers. But on their time, on their youth time, they were hunting. Because mm. uh, uh, that was the only source to, 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 to look food. after the family, to right. give food to the family. But they were uh, planting crops. Planting crops, while well, the crops are, are growing up, men, they go out in the bushes for hunting so that they can bring the animals back home. What was more important about hunting the skins mm. we used the skins because by that time uh, in africa we didn't have clothes like western clothes trousers shirts so the skins we made sure that a baby is born needs to get some new attire so we have to go and hunt we eat the meat 
scalp, we decorate it, all the bones, and then the skins, we make our traditional Close. attire. Nice. So, but now, just because we need to protect our beautiful animals right. for the next coming generations, we're no longer doing the hunting. Gotcha. Gotcha. We make sure when we want meat, we just slaughter cows or goats, sure. sheep, and small Something animals. that you can raise. Something that we can raise. Now, yeah. are there any, like, traditions as far as marriage? I know we joke around and we mm -hmm. say, you know, like, this wife is going to cost 10 cows mm -hmm. or whatever. But tell me a little bit about that. What, how does that really work? Even today, the system started many years ago that the elders, they say, no man is allowed to take somebody's daughter without paying the bride price. We call it ilobola. Ilobola is the number of cows that you pay to the family of the lady. So it just depends from where the lady she's coming from. Each and every tribe, the tribe that I was telling you about, has got a different number of cows. Like my tribe from the Zulu, somebody from Hosa and Debele, Tswana, he wants to come and marry my sister from the Zulu kingdom. Man has to pay 11 cows to the family of the lady. So those cows that a man pay to the family of the lady is just to thank your in-laws for raising up a beautiful girl that you are about to marry. So in our culture, we say, as a man, no cow, no wife. No wife. And again, many cows, many wives. Zulu men is allowed to marry two, three, four wives. Well, your mm -hmm. president, uh, for, he had like five wives. He I had think. five wives. Yeah. Baba, you, mm -hmm. Now, mm -hmm. how many wives do you have? One. Only one? Only one. No cows. But even <laughs> that one, I paid a few cows for it. Did, mm -hmm. And how many children? I've got two daughters. Two daughters. And two I daughters. hope that you are teaching them mm -hmm. the Zulu tradition. The Zulu tradition is more important. It's more important for them to learn so that as they grow up, they know all the customs. They know everything Excellent. in the Zulu kingdom. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. Thank it's, you very much. You know, there, it's a highlight of my life. Mm. When I come to Africa, I always want to just make sure that you are here because mm. I love visiting you. Every time. And it's <laughs> nice having you around. It's nice bringing people so that they can learn more about our cultures. Now, t we will be back again mm. in a, a few weeks to visit okay. you again. Mm -hmm. And I look forward to another wonderful time with you guys. You're going to find me here, no problem. So Excellent. That the new group that you're going to bring, it's more important for them to learn more about our customs. Yes. So that if they go back home, they know something about Africa. Because people who have never been to Africa, when they hear about Africa... They think it's just a jungle with many animals, nothing, people living in the jungle. But once you bring them here, they the experience on their own, yes. they learn something. I always say, you know, because we spend, mm -hmm. most of the time we spend about seven days mm -hmm. at a specific area out, yeah. you know, working on, photo, on photographing the animals and yeah. teaching photography and letting mm -hmm. them enjoy that, all mm -hmm. the wildlife. Mm -hmm. But I always want to bring them here to get some of the feeling of some the culture. Of the feeling. So yes. I think this, it's, a, it's a nice place where you're bringing them because it's a one-stop place right. where they get to watch the dance, where they get to, to meet different tribes, six or seven tribes in one place. place. So I this agree. is a wonderful place where you're bringing them. All but right. please, keep on bringing them. You know I will, buddy. Keep on bringing them. Okay, and <laughs> I just want to make sure in the morning, mm -hmm. are you going to wake us up with the guitars? Yes, yes, sir. Right. We're going to make sure that we're going to make sure we wake you up <laughs> with the guitar. No problem. All right. Thank I will you see you later. I'm going for dinner, buddy. No problem. Go and fill up that empty stomach. No problem. Thank you.